This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I am one of your hosts, Tom. And I'm Tim. Hello, Tim. Hello, Tom. How are you? Did you forget how the show goes? No, I just, I just try and mix it up a little bit, change the... By having ri- nothing to say? Keep everybody on their toes. They think, oh, I know how this I know how this old show goes. Well... And then when they're listening, they're like, is this the same show? The guy's saying uh, the intro with a different cadence. This show's even worse than <laughs> usual. <laughs> Look, I tune in only because it's the same thing every day. Keeps me grounded. Every day. Imagine this was a daily show. Uh, to some people, it is. Explain more. I mean, if you're listening to like back catalog once a day, that's true. I guess it, uh, it could be a daily any show. Entertainment on demand can be daily, huh? Yeah, if you think about it. I've watched Star Wars: uh, The Mandalorian uh, every day since <laughs> it's come out. There's only one episode so far. Today. Yeah, so I've watched that two days. All right, well, it's a daily show to you, then. Exactly. It's like the morning news. Yeah, it's like the daily show. Craig Kilborn's in it. <laughs> Craig Kilborn's not in it. And Tim, you'll be surprised here. Craig Kilborn is no longer the host of the daily show. What? Yeah. Nah. Do you remember when people were, like, when Craig Kilborn left the daily show and Jon Stewart started and people were, like, mad? Yeah. They yeah. were like, well, what's going to become of the daily show now? Yeah, it'll be a... A shadow of itself with uh, yeah. with John Stewart instead of old Craig Kilborn. Guess what? It might have been a shadow of itself, but that shadow upstaged the man whose shadow was whose body was casting the shadow. Huh? Huh? Oh, like uh, like the the old uh, '30s comic character, the Shadow. No, I was thinking more famously played by Alec Baldwin. I saw that movie, Tom. I never saw The Shadow. I Have I talked it. about The Shadow on this? We're uh, getting off to a roaring start this week. You know about this? Uh, the the guy who created The Shadow, he did it in this apart. It's like right in Greenwich Village. We can go there tonight. I'd rather not. <laughs> so it's uh, the the comic book. The, the comic Shadow book, The Shadow, the, from like the thirties. Yeah, it was from like maybe even yeah, like the thirties. It was like a you know comic strip before comic books. Maybe right. there were comic books. Maybe he wrote novels. I don't know. This guy, apparently he had to write, I don't understand the logistics around it, but he had to write like a lot of shadow content. I think he wrote novels about the shadow. There were too. pulp novels yeah. that began in the 1930s. Right. Uh, Walter B. Gibson. Yeah. Walt Was, Gibson. Yeah. Uh So he would just work on these things like crazy in his apartment. Uh, and then later on when he like, I don't know if he died there or he left there or whatever, that apartment was haunted by the shadow himself. It was haunted, Tom? Haunted by the shadow. How so? Like people would see a ghost, you know how people see ghosts? They would see a ghost, but the ghost wasn't Walt, it was the shadow. And the theory is that Walt put so much uh, focus on the shadow while he was in there that he somehow manifested it into the real world. That uh, that adds up. Well, I mean, it makes as much sense as ghosts. Yeah, which is <laughs> none. Right. It makes more sense than ghosts in my mind. Tom, I went to look up some facts about the shadow to, uh-huh. to fact check you on yeah. this. Yeah, uh, is the first fact that he knows? No, I got sidetracked, and now I'm watching a video of a dog playing Jenga. How do you get sidetracked <laughs> that quickly? I don't know. <laughs> the internet, man. How's the internet has broken all of our brains, but this <laughs> dog is good at Jenga. How? He took a piece out, out oh, of the bottom. Oh, pushes and then pulls on yeah, the other side? It's the big Jenga. Oh, you know how big yeah. Jenga is a thing now? Yeah, yeah. Big Jenga is upsetting to me with those big pieces because when it oh, falls, it's dangerous. No, it's just so loud. Yeah, it's annoying. Because <laughs> okay. I've n- I n- I'm never the one playing Big Jenga. I've never been asked to. I know, me neither. Tom. <laughs> We're always at parties, and 
We're, we have just uh, enough clout to get invited to the party, but not enough to participate in games like Big, Big Jenga. Jenga. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, can we play Big Jenga? Can we get a turn at Big Jenga? I mean, we don't have the confidence to do that, because if we did... No, a lot of times... <sighs> fine. <laughs> and then somebody else will be like, uh, I'm going to go get a drink. And yeah. they'll be like, well, oh. you were playing Big Jenga. And Who then are they going to play against? And then you playing yeah. Big Jenga. Everybody else goes and does something else. playing Cornhole. Yeah. Well, I, th- I thought we were going to play Big Jenga. Mm. Or I'll... I'll I'll be standing where in what I think is next in line to play Big Jenga, but then when the game ends, somebody else just walks up and starts playing. I'm like, oh, there was a line actually. Yeah, no, it's fine. I'll I'll play next, and then their game goes on too long. All right, the party's over. Everybody leave. That means you, Tom. Yeah. I'm like, well, I, I, I was just gonna play Big Jenga for a minute. You can play one game of Big Jenga. And then Alone. I, tri- I trip and I knock over oh, the big Jenga geez. right away. And then and you like, have oh, to put God it back. God damn it. Put box. it all back yeah. in the box now. Ugh. Big Jenga stinks. Where do you get big Jenga? Fucking big party city. <laughs> okay. You don't get regular Jenga at party city. Yeah, because you don't play regular Jenga at parties, Tom. That's true. Huh. Anyway, how are you doing this week? Tom. I'm feeling trim and dizzy. Uh, are you on a new weight loss regimen? I am, Tom. Oh, what is it? I'm trying to slim down before the holidays. You on the the poop pills? What are poop pills? An ally stuff. It it just makes you poop a lot. No, I've been trying to eat uh, healthy food. <sighs> I guess that'll work too. None of the carbohydrates. Yeah, protein. Trying to eat protein. Is that hard because you're a vegetarian? It is because it's beans and lentils and stuff. Yeah. It's uh, it's fine, but I also find that uh, I don't want to eat healthy food, so <laughs> I'm just not eating enough food, I think. Right. And so I'm a little dizzy all the time. <laughs> well, that's good. That's a good way to be. But I'm feeling trimmer. Have you actually lost weight? I don't have a scale. <laughs> Then what are you, how are you measuring success or failure based on how dizzy you are at any given time? It's based on, I can tell if I'm losing weight. You can? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I can tell if I'm, I can tell after a while if I'm losing or gaining weight. I mean, one would have to. But I don't know if I to, can tell like day to day. If I'm not eating, oh yeah, sure, not day to day, but if I'm not eating ca- <laughs> carbs and uh sugar and stuff for 2 weeks one would one would think that i'd be slimming down right yeah but i mean you should uh, you should have a scale so you can check i mean tim a guy like you you can afford a scale <laughs> i can afford a scale and i was thinking about this the <laughs> other day i don't know where in my home i would put it put it in the in the bathroom my bathroom doesn't have enough floor space for a scale they've got to have like i'd a... trip over it on the way to the shower tom yeah they've got to have like a tiny scale by now but how yeah I mean, so many people are listening to this podcast right now going like, you guys are pathetic. Like, why do you live in that city? Tim's talking about how he doesn't have room for a scale. And I don't even question it because I'm like, yeah, I barely have room. Yeah. I, I do have a scale in my bathroom. I trip over it three times yeah, a day. It's like one square foot. <laughs> yeah. You don't have one square. It's like, that. no, that's one like 500th of my... Yeah, well, yeah, I do, but then I'm going to have to stand on the scale while I brush my teeth. You know what? What? A Murphy scale. I was going to suggest... I mean, any scale can be a Murphy scale. You just have to tilt it up. Yeah, but uh, I want to build an apparatus. Oh, build it into the wall? Yeah. Mm. Tom, did I tell you I stayed at an Airbnb recently with with a Murphy bed? No. It's thrilling. Did you go inside of it at all? Did it spring up and trap you in there? I didn't, and I was a little afraid of that. Yeah. But also- Were you afraid or did you want to A little excited by the prospect. Yeah, of course. You know what? 
You know what I found out about Murphy beds? What? Not as spring-loaded as you might expect. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Mostly I mean, they just true. they just they just pull down and 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 you put it back up and well, you. Well, what if somebody's in. chasing you and you want to jump into the bed and have it that's spring the, into the that's wall? That's the thing. I was I was at an Air, Airbnb and my plan was to do a bunch of crimes. Right. Run back to my Airbnb, spring the Murphy bed and get caught in the wall. Mm-hmm. I had to call off all my crimes. Yeah. People can't see this, but uh, my favorite thing about recording the podcast with you is that if you get a text message, you immediately check it. You don't. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Tim's picking up his phone to like turn it over, turn off the screen. Nope, he's unlocking his phone, seeing what this text message yeah, is. Yeah, you want to know what this text yeah, message is? Yeah, what was it? <clears throat> Amp energy drink wrap. Care to earn $500 a week with amp energy drink on your car slash truck slash bike slash ATV slash boat, etc.? Click link for more detail. Tom, this is an opportunity for me. <laughs> $500 a week. If you paid me $500 a week to be There's here. There's no way you can make $500 a week just Wrapping putting... my car in an amp energy drink? <laughs> yeah, no. We should bleep every time I say amp. Okay. This is oh, just what they God, want. It's my week to edit. Of course you would <laughs> say that. You should bleep uh, all the all the brand names, even in the ads that we do this week. <laughs> um, Murphy beds. Oh, scales. What about this kind of a scale? This has to exist. What if you get like the a, Richter scale, Tom? No, yeah, it does exist, and it's for tragedies. So. Like a like a home meat scale. Like a hook in your apartment that you can just dangle from and then mm. see how much you weigh. I mean, I already have a meat hook in my in my apartment. <laughs> right. He has gotta get the attachment that has a, a scale on it. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not a bad idea, Tom. <sighs> how are you doing this week? Uh I'm good. Thank you for asking. Tim, this week we're talking role-playing games. People who play roles in the context of a game. Yeah. No, games in which people play roles. I recently rewatched The Game. Remember Starring, that movie? Starring uh, Mickey Douglas? Mickey yeah, Douglas? Michael Douglas. That movie is not- Is that a Davy Finch? Yeah, that's one of Davy Finch's first movies. Nice. I think after Alien 3, he did The Game, and then Fight Club. Mm-hmm. Um, that movie, it like holds up on a lot of levels. Story-wise, it does not hold up. In terms of? In terms of when you're watching, you're like, no way. No, no way. Just like implausible. The way, yeah, the way everything works is just oh, very implausible. You know what I thought? And spoiler alert for the game. <laughs> at the end, he jumps off the building? Yeah. How do they know he's going to jump off in that exact spot? Exactly. But that, maybe it's like a Darren Brown thing, Tom. What do you mean? Where he, you know, you don't know how uh, people have been uh, persuading the way he thinks by their Well, I know at, at the end of the party, one of the actors says to him, like, oh, I'm glad you jumped because if you didn't, I was going to have to throw you off and, like, has a big laugh. So it's implied, like, they did have a backup plan. Uh... But the the weird thing at the end of so anybody that hasn't seen it that doesn't mind as spoiled uh, Michael Douglas he's going to come out in nineteen ninety seven yeah he's a good good pull uh, I know what every what year every nineties movie came out uh, sometimes I have to say the nineties right right <laughs> uh, Michael Douglas is uh, the man who has it all uh, until his brother Sean Penn. Uh, buys him a birthday present, which is the game, which is like an uh, an augmented reality game. Uh, so does he uh, take out his iPhone and he sees? No, this uh, is before arrows then. pointing to certain. So places. it's kind of like a like a, a role playing game that's happening around him. Oh wow! Because everybody he's playing the role of himself, right? But but a bunch the role of, he was born to play. But you know, normally his life's pretty humdrum, pretty boring. But in this uh, game, a bunch of crazy stuff starts happening around him. 
And then they trick him into thinking that, like, no, the game is fake. This is actually a company stealing your identity so they can steal all your money. Oh, brother. Um, and then they trick him into thinking that he shot uh, his brother, Sean Penn, and then he jumps off a building to kill himself like his father had killed himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he crashes through a big skylight and lands in a big uh, stuntman bag, a big fall bag. Yeah. Uh, and everybody's there. It's a big surprise party. His brother cheers him with a glass of champagne? He does, yeah. yeah. Um, he does twice. He does it once and gets shot, and then the second time... Uh, now, the second time he doesn't cheers him, he's got a, a novelty T-shirt he's made for him. Oh, wow. But the, I love a movie that ends with a novelty <laughs> T-shirt ceremony. <laughs> but but the the thing about the movie is, to everybody else that's at that party... I guess it was explained to them what's happening. And they're like, so we're going to get this guy to his lowest point where he's decided to kill himself. But then it's going to be a big surprise. And this like, is friends and family. Yeah. Okay. And like there would be I'll a lot of- I'll get him to kill himself <laughs> the way his father killed himself. Right, right. right. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll remind him a bunch of how his father killed himself by jumping to his death so that he decides to do it. But then it will be a big laugh at the end because it's just a it's a fun party. Tom, can I tell you something? I attended a surprise party this past weekend. <laughs> did, did you did uh, was the uh, the member of honor uh, tricked into committing suicide and then uh, they not didn't? even no not even close. <laughs> yeah, a surprise party is traumatic enough. You don't no. Th- th- it was for my aunt and uncle. Like I imagine. <laughs> Michael Douglas getting out of the bag and just being like, everybody leave me alone and having like a complete mental breakdown. But as a guest (laughs) at that party, right, it's it's enough pressure. And maybe this is just the specific anxiety that I have about the world. Mm -hmm. But I hate surprise parties. I hate attending surprise parties. I think they're all in good fun. I think it's a nice idea. But I'm always like, well, this is a lot... Like I could be the one to screw this up. Anybody oh, yeah, here yeah. can screw this up. And all that was asked of me was like, get here before this time. Right. Don't park directly out front. Right. Yeah. Park and then in just this lot. Go where you're supposed to go yeah. at this time. And the entire time, I'm just like, oh no, I hope I don't do something to screw this up. I hope mm-hmm. I don't screw up this whole party. I can't imagine if it was like, okay, show up here. You're gonna come to this party. We're all gonna drive this guy. Like this is such a a uh, a plan that needs to be perfectly executed. Yeah, that would be so much more anxiety to, yeah, to somebody like Yeah, what if Michael like Douglas me. is standing on the edge of the building? He's about to kill himself, and he's like, "Is that Roger from my old job?" <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm late. Uh, oh, yeah. Surprise. Oh, and he's uh, Roger's only friggin' three minutes late. Right. He's, he's walking he's like, uh, from the parking lot. I will. Uh, we'll move past surprise parties in a second here, but I will say that surprise my <laughs> is that what you're going to say? I <laughs> know my problem. That'd be pretty surprise. My problem with surprise parties. I don't have that anxiety. I have a little bit of that anxiety that you described, but I can normally take care of that by like making sure I'm there very early. Yeah. It's like the I've only, never seen you be very well. Early I was for gonna anything. say it's probably the only way you can get me early for something <laughs> is if I think I'm gonna ruin a surprise party. I'll be there very early, but then I get hyper conscious of everybody else and very mad that somebody else is gonna ruin the surprise. Oh yeah! Oh my god! Yeah. So like I've I've been at surprise parties where like people are strolling in. You know when you're like waiting for the person. And somebody else strolls in, and you're like, get in here. They're what like, oh, hey, everybody. It's like, get out of the Shut way. Shut up. We're being quiet at this point. Yeah. We're being quiet 10 uh, minutes before we need to be quiet. Yeah. Just I've, in case. I've been at surprise parties where the, the person being surprised, like, uh, and they're walking in with somebody else because, like, they ran into yeah. each other. It's like, oh, great. Now that person has a heads up. <sighs> Oh man, surprise oh, party. Can I tell you about a surprise party, Tom? <laughs> this episode's about role playing games. <laughs> but go ahead, I'll allow it. Uh my mother in law mm-hmm. had a, a party before I knew uh, either of them. Right. For my f- father in law. Mm-hmm. 
seems weird that I'm using those phrases. That's like, those are grown up words. <laughs> uh, the old battle axe. She had a uh, a, a reverse surprise party for him, and mm. I think you can only pull this off in the suburbs. Okay. Like uh, it was, uh, you know, the weekend of his birthday. Told him uh, she they were having a big party, and then nobody showed up. <laughs> the, I mean, she calls it a reverse birthday party, uh, but uh. What I described as an actual reverse surprise party. Tell me if this would ever work in 2019 where our communities are getting ever more fractured. Mm -hmm. Uh, Somebody would show up, like knock on the door and be like, hey, uh, remember I was telling you about the book? I was, you know, out for a walk and I I figured I'd I'd bring this book by. And then my father-in-law was like, hey, come in and have a drink, whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, you came here. And then somebody else was like, oh, and like people would just show up. Oh, okay. One by one until he figured out, like, hey, all these people plan to be here. Hey, it's a party. Right. Um, if Has any one of your friends ever just stopped by your place? No, but also- Wouldn't I, it be nice if we had these kinds of lives? I mean, it sounds like a great surprise on, party. On Seinfeld, when they were like, oh, you can't do the pop-in. I would love for somebody <laughs> to pop in. It's not that I have I'm no so friends. Lonely. No, we have we have a robust- friend group yeah but wouldn't it be nice if somebody just like came by one time okay shut up jerry seinfeld it's nice when elaine comes by maybe not so nice when george comes by right and also wouldn't it be nice to just hang out in somebody's apartment all the time how did this reverse surprise party work in regard to uh uh like people coming together because I would assume, like, it would be like, well, all right, oh, I'm going to bring, like, my wife and kids. <laughs> oh, yeah. Are we all going to come up to the door like, hey, here's that book. We all came up to the door. We're all going to come in. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Sure. I think he caught on very quickly. Yeah. that may. I mean, I would catch on by, like, the second person, probably. <laughs> Certainly the third. Yeah. But that is, I like that idea. That's fun. It's a, it's a cute idea. Yeah. Hey, well done. To your in-laws. Yeah. I know they're listening. They're not listening. I don't tell them about this thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. If you want to keep them your in-laws, you shouldn't. Why? Because they'll- Because you? They'll, 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 no, they'll, they'll hang around with somebody like you? No. They'll tell your wife to leave you. <laughs> what makes you think they haven't already told her to do that? <laughs> Tim, this week we're talking about role-playing games. Games where you play a role, not like the game that- Michael Douglas. Well, played, he did play the role he was born to play himself. <laughs> not too far off. Tim, uh, I want to talk. All right, there there are a bunch of different types of role playing games. I want to start off. Here's talking. the common thread. Mm-hmm. They're all bad. They're all bad. So I was gonna. I'm say, just kidding. That's that's what I thought until I played one. Well, I was gonna say that I have had the the unique pleasure of playing a tabletop role playing game with you. Yeah. We were all at a tabletop. Nobody was under the table. Everybody was on top. When you were a kid, uh huh, did you think it was a role playing game because you'd roll dice? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. I only learned that that wasn't the case <laughs> the first time you played. Yeah, uh, we played Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, the, the OG, as it were, the original gangster. Yeah. Do you know about, like, we talked about this a little bit off mic, uh, not recently, but like when we were uh, starting to play Dungeons and Dragons, um, that it, it came out of like uh, people doing like war uh, models and stuff, like like just having like a big table and being like, all right, here, I'm going to like set up, uh, you know, like war revolution, games? like revolutionary war style, like, oh, here's how it worked. And the guy, oh, Gary something or other. Glitter. No. <laughs> uh, that created uh, Dungeons and Dragons. He Ed was wrote into, Rock and Roll Part 2. <laughs> he was into that. Did some other stuff. And then he was like, oh, we should, I should come up with like a way to make this an actual game. Not just like, you know. A us, demonstration. Yeah, us just stand going like pew, pew, pew. Um, Why were they doing that? Who made the figurines? You know, like little pewter figurines. Computers? Pewter. Uh, that That's like what they were into. But but then 
he came along. He was like, how about we like make an actual game out of this? And he was really into Lord of the Rings, like, you know, most nerds in the 70s were. Gary Gygax? Yes. Um, and came up with uh, Dungeons and Dragons. You know what, Tom? What? You, you crap all over me for uh, reading text messages about making $500 a week <laughs> wrapping my car in an energy drink uh, advertisement. Mm-hmm. But when you need to know who created Dungeons and Dragons or who wrote The Shadow, who's the guy that's looking well, that's at a screen fine. to figure it out? Yeah, you can open your computer. Oh, and the look. dog's playing Jenga again. <laughs> I don't think it's again. I think it's probably the same video from the last <laughs> it's time. It's been on a loop the whole time. I've been <laughs> looking at it this whole time. Oh, you son of a bitch. Um, all right. So Dungeons and Dragons, Tim. How do you start playing Dungeons and Dragons? Do you remember? Uh, you create a character. You do. By rolling the dice. Not just rolling the dice. Rolling the 12-sided dice. Not necessarily. 20-sided <laughs> dice. Not necessarily. Do so, you seriously want to see this dog play a Jenga? That, the dog's walking away Yeah, right look, now. sorry. Here, look, the dog is approaching the giant Jenga. He took it out with his paw, got it with his teeth, the owner stabilized the top when yeah. he walked away. Oh, uh, uh, that was not that impressive, actually. I wish you had left that to the imagination. Well, I, I was I don't painting think, a picture. I don't think that dog knew it was playing Jenga. I think it knew I'm no taking- No shit, Tom. <laughs> no shit the dog didn't know it was and playing And he didn't Jenga. put it back up on the top. Yeah, that's true. Um, so the first thing you need to do, Tim, is come up with a character. You got the character sheet. You need to pick like uh, what type of character. Are you, you an play. orc? An Are orc? you an elf? An elf? Uh, can you be a wizard? Yeah, let's say a wizard. You could be like a, a like an attack guy, like a like a, a brawler. Yeah, a brawler. That's what they call them. Mm-hmm. And there's like a bunch of. I mean, it goes on and on. Right. And we were playing a version that had like expanded characters. You were playing, you were a cat man at one point. There's a barbarian. Yeah, barbarian. bard. What is that, a singer? That's a singer. I think we both wanted to be bards, and uh, our our dungeon master in this case, uh, Taylor, was like, no. (laughs) A great man, Taylor Moore, uh, really got fed up. He was the dungeon master. We stopped doing it. We both want to be bards. We both just want to (laughs) sing. What do, what do we do? Two or three uh, sessions? We did more than that. We did a bunch of sessions. He And the last one, he yelled at us for being so bad at playing Dungeons and Dragons and that we never played again. Yeah. Taylor, if you're listening, which you're not, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, there's no wrong way to play Dungeons and Dragons except when we <laughs> play. <laughs> Maybe things would have gone differently if we could have both played as bards. But you played as a cat person at one point, I remember. Yeah. I played as a bird person at one point. We mm-hmm. played two different campaigns. Right. So when you sit down to play a desktop or a tabletop role-playing game, you're not necessarily uh, playing it all the way. Th- you're not, you can, you have sessions. And a lot of times those sessions carry over multiple times. So it's like a It's like episodes of episodes. a season of a TV show. Right. You're not starting from scratch every time, which yeah. is uh, one of the big allures of it. And Think some of people... it like the television show Fargo. Sometimes you're gonna you're gonna be in the 1970s and you'll be Ted Danson for 12 times in a row, <laughs> but then it might be the 1990s and you're uh, that uh, other lady who was in the first season. I don't remember the Fargo TV show. Well, it's a good good thing that you use that for an example. You could have used any other anthology TV show. Name one. American Horror Story. All right, name uh, a season and a character twice. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, see? Well, that's why I didn't jump in. I I thought I was doing a good job just explaining it's campaigns and then sessions, essentially. Mm. We played two different campaigns and a few sessions of each. I think we did two sessions initially and then maybe like three sessions after that of a different character. I hope somebody's writing this down because this is <laughs> really good info. <laughs> the 
this episode of the Complete Guide to Everything is sponsored by Saqqara. You want to feel better about what you eat, but sometimes it's hard to prepare healthy meals that also taste good. With sure Saqqara, as heck is. Yeah, Tom, you, you know it. With Saqqara, you can reach your health goals without sacrificing taste. Saqqara is a nutrition company that focuses on overall wellness, starting with what you eat. And along with delicious meals, Saqqara also has daily wellness essentials like supplements and herbal teas to support your nu- nutrition. Tom, mm-hmm. to boost results, try the best-selling Metabolism Super Powder. It's an all-natural remedy for bloating, weight gain, and fatigue. Tom, no, I, I could, tried some I of this. I could use that. Yeah, we ate some of this fo- Saqqara food. Mm-hmm. Very fresh. Very fresh and filling and delicious. And right now, Saqqara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to saqqara.com slash guide or enter code guide at checkout. That's Saqqara, S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash guide to get 20% off your first order. Saqqara.com slash guide. All right, Tim. So after you figured out your character, like what kind of what race you want to be, what <laughs> that the races are like elves and gnomes and uh, orcs, not the color of your skin. Okay. Once you figure that out, and you figure this is out- what always was so daunting to me. What it's just so much. Like, how are you supposed to know what you want to be? Well, the thing is. You don't, it doesn't really. Just in life, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, like in life, it's kind of, there are no wrong decisions, it's what you make of it. Right. Uh, And I think that was actually a thing that both of us had trouble with, with D&D, because we, the, the, it's very much the journey is the destination. Right. So you're not looking for, well, all right, well, I want my character to just be, like, overpowered, just the, the biggest badass can kill everybody just by looking at them, because that's not even necessarily fun. Yeah, you're building a story here. You're building a story, and every character, every type of character is going to have its own strengths and weaknesses, uh, and a lot of it's going to be how you play it, and how you, you're, it's not, it is a game, of course, but uh, that you're not playing it necessarily to win. You're playing it to have an adventure, a grand adventure. A grand adventure. With, with your friends. Um, Until one of your friends gets angry and yells at you and stops <laughs> playing. <laughs> well, sometimes, He wasn't wrong. Right. Yeah, I mean, you got yelled at because you just didn't know things that by that point you really should have understood. <laughs> Yeah, I also am a very cautious player, as yeah. much as I am a very cautious person in life. Right. And I think uh, what, what Taylor, the Dungeon Master, taught me mm. is that, uh, you know what? Maybe sometimes you just have to go for it and right. and, and make a move. Yeah. And uh, I wasn't making, like, my whole thing was like, I'm going to sneak around. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, you sure you don't want to storm the, you know... We were we were trying to get into a our two characters were, had teamed up. Mm-hmm. We were trying to get into an event or something. There was like a ticket. Oh event. yeah, yeah. We had to sneak into a place. And I was just kind of like, yeah. And I was like, oh, we'll just sneak around and look. And he's like, you sure you don't want to go in there? And I was like, I think it's too risky to go in there. And he's like, well, if you're not going to take risks, blah, blah blah. You know, like gave yeah. his speech, which was right, right? Like you got to play the game. Yeah, the two of us were both playing so cautiously, <laughs> and then, we were playing like it was our actual lives at stake. Yeah, and then after I got that that pep talk, yeah, my response to everything, and I think he thought I was mocking his advice, but really right. I was just putting it into into action poorly. Every time there was like an opportunity for conflict. I was like, all right, let's light this guy on fire. <laughs> right. You you went completely the other way. Yeah, exactly. And uh, 
look, this is much like I operate in real life, and it's why Taylor and I aren't better friends in real life. Right. You you just operate uh, black and white. There's no gray. Exactly. It's either you're too cautious or you're completely reckless. I'm idling in the parking lot or I'm screaming down the highway at 100 miles per hour. Wow. In a drop-top convertible. <laughs> Are you referencing something, or are you trying to figure out? With a... <laughs> See, this is... Tim, somebody uh, flying down the highway in a drop top, they're not going to be this cautious in choosing their words. <laughs> they're just going to do it. That's the problem. Uh, pedal to the metal, my friend. That's yeah. what I'm about. So, yeah, we were both very cautious playing, uh, role-playing. And I think we... And also, he'd be like, what, what does your guy say now? And I... Just be like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we we had trouble, I think, uh, with getting into what I think what what I understand to be one of the most fun elements of doing a role playing game, which is inhabiting the role. Right. Just fully uh, giving it your all of like, I'm a little goblin. Yeah. Neither of us did even one voice the entire time. No. You know, and now I'm doing the goblin voice. I should have just been a goblin. You should have been a goblin. Maybe I'll just sneak into the event. Hmm. Me thinks I'll take a key. Me thinks. That's that's the key to all role-playing games. Yeah. We weren't playing roles enough, and I think we would have had more fun. Yeah. I think we both it's would right need like a tub. lot of drinks to really yeah. get into roles, but we yeah, should have done it's it. It's really his fault for not giving us more drinks. He gave us like unlimited drinks. Yeah, I think we were afraid to drink too much because he then wasn't we were drinking. Well, <laughs> no, I was going to say because then we would screw up the game and die in real life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the dungeon master. Yeah. Or in which, other which we should get into, yeah. Or the game master, if it's not Dungeons and Dragons. That was the other thing that always confused me about RPGs. Mm-hmm. So there are the players that that assume roles, right? And they go on an adventure, but the adventure is being driven by this one uh, person. Yeah, and uh, it's it's a person who sits there and they have a story, or the they they've defined. The they, world that you're in. They usually have like a little divider between them and everybody else. Elitist pricks. <laughs> it's not a very well, big... You can't see my note. Don't copy my test. They're not... It's not one... Of, it's not like... Uh, I know sometimes when we travel for shows, you bring a dressing divider yeah. that you put up so that when you need to change your shirt sometimes... You'll put up this big divider, and sometimes I think it's sexy to bring somebody into the uh, the dressing room and go behind that divider. Yeah, well, and, you also uh, you bring the divider. Throw my clothes up as I change. You bring the divider, and then you bring a big spotlight so you can cast a shadow on the divider. <laughs> yeah, to have your silhouette. And it's gonna be better next year now that I've been on this diet, Tom. <laughs> You'll be more voluptuous. No, it'll be less voluptuous. <laughs> oh, okay. Um. It's not that kind of divider. It is maybe a foot-high divider. And behind that divider, they've got a map sometimes, mm-hmm. and they've just got like a bunch of information. They, they're, but they're not necessarily very scripted. They've got some stuff that's a little scripted, but a they lot have of times- characters that are in certain places, so if you go to a place, right. so they're going to assume that character. Yeah, so they'll, yeah, in a place they'll have like- all right, this character's here, and this character is a magician that uh, you know is hiding this secret, but also has information about this thing, and it's kind of and they're helpful, they're not helpful, that kind of stuff. The dungeon master or the game master mm-hmm. has to do a lot of prep work. Oh, a ton of prep work, and a and a a dungeon master or can make or break a game. I think. Like, you can't have a good game with a bad Dungeon Master, and you can't have a bad game with a good Dungeon Master. That's what my shirt says. <laughs> it's a great shirt. It's the novelty <laughs> shirt that I'm going to give you when you try to kill yourself. <laughs> no, and that's what uh, Taylor did uh, fantastic. He would inhabit these characters. Yeah. 
uh, and then we would not follow suit inhabiting the characters like he did. Right. Which we should have. He was doing accents and everything. He had all kinds of schemes worked up. I think me and you needed to like probably come up with a lot more backstory about our characters. Yeah. I I felt very um vulnerable. Yeah. Kind of scared me a little bit. Yeah. I mean, our experience was mostly just us being very scared. <laughs> Scared of uh, dying, scared of Satan taking us into the underworld because we got too much into it. Exactly. So that's another big element of Dungeons and Dragons that it led to a satanic panic in the 80s where uh, parents groups and stuff and churches and whatnot, they didn't like all this make-believe. They didn't like all this pretending. No. That the kids were doing. They didn't understand it. They didn't want to understand it. Because it was Satan's tool, they thought, to get Now, the- why was this? Was this just his parents in the 80s just listened to whatever Nancy Reagan said? Was Nancy Reagan against Dungeons and Dragons? Because she's like, that's if- not true astrology. <laughs> I don't know if it got up to her level. Huh. Um, Nancy I- Reagan, blissfully unaware <laughs> of role-playing games. <laughs> right. Because Must be nice. Because I... Because even in like the 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 late seventies, early eighties, like it still wasn't. It was still a nerdy thing. Yeah. You know? Like so, Tom, I got news for you. <laughs> so it wasn't like oh everybody was playing them. It was like it was still a a pretty small minority of uh, people. And I think, but it was, was it like the stereotypical nerds? Why were they like, well, these guys are the most uh, Satan. Why weren't they? Why were they picking on the Poindexters who were spending their Saturday nights uh, rolling dice with their friends and not the Fornicators who were out uh, at Makeout Point? Because I they th- just figured the Zodiac Killer would take <laughs> care of them. <laughs> right. Well, I think that they, it, it was all, I mean, like most panics, it's that they didn't understand what was going on. They didn't right. understand that this was a game. This looked like some kind of worship to them. Uh, and they didn't understand, like, wait a minute, you're playing a game with, like, dragons and demons and monsters. Dungeons. And dungeons. Like, what the hell is going on They're with this thing? playing that classic game, Dragons and Dungeons. <laughs> uh, and that's what kind of freaked them out, because they just didn't understand it. And they didn't understand, like, well, wait a minute, like, where's where's the board, like a monopoly, right? There, oh, like there's there's either no board or there's a board, but like you're not necessarily moving, you know, yeah. like oh, don't don't uh, pass go or whatever, you know, it's like a grid going right. on. Uh, I think they were just very confused by it and very scared. And the do you think uh, rational they, assumption they come down, involved? Yeah, you think they'd come down into the basement and they'd be like, "This is what we're doing. I'm the dungeon master. It's a game like Monopoly." And they'd be like, "Oh, the dungeon master is like a uh, rich uncle Pennybags." Yeah, he's the dungeon master of uh, Monopoly. Was it Pennybags or money bags? Pennybags. Pennybags. I mean, yeah. that doesn't sound very rich. Well. Who would be the mascot of the game of life? Probably that clicky wheel, right? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I used to play not Dungeons and Dragons, but I would play. I've talked about this on the show. My neighbor had a Nintendo Entertainment System, and I didn't. So you didn't I, have an NES because you were a scumbag. <laughs> I later had you were a, a Sega. Sega kid. Later, Sega kids. But uh, I never. And now, what did a Sega kid grow up uh, to be? A guy that com- uh, you, a guy that complained about the original Sonic trailer. Yeah, and called got in it some fixed. death threats and got it fixed. Yeah, Sega kids get shit done. Anyway, uh, man, imagine the Nintendo kids had uh, the clout to <laughs> fix 1993's Super Mario Brothers yeah, movie. Exactly. Um. Yeah, so I would go over to his house and play Nintendo. But Can I tell you? He only I got that. I got the Super Mario Brother movie year correct as well. Good for you. 
very Tim. I'm bursting with pride right now. He only had Super Mario Brothers, so that was all we would play, and I hated it. I wish he had gotten more games. Um, but I did have a friend that this is prior to us playing uh, Dungeons and Dragons with our friend Taylor, uh, who, by the way, he has uh, he produces Rude Tales of Magic. Yeah, a podcast which you should go listen to. Very funny. Did we both look that up when we were? Talking about how Taylor yelled at us and how he's actually really good at what he does. Actually, Branton Reese is the is the dungeon master. Right, on Taylor's that. the producer on that show, yeah. I believe. Uh, yeah. Rude Tales of Magic. You should check it out. It's very good. Wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, or wherever you don't. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, maybe people have ripped them, re-upload them to YouTube. Yeah, I I only listen to pirated podcast that helps out hosts and everybody else yeah it's too hard to or i don't want to i don't want anybody to get the satisfaction of me listening through normal channels that's good you're fighting the good fight thank you i am i never so before uh playing with taylor the only time i'd ever played a um uh role-playing game was with our friend Matt, mutual friend of me and you, Matt. When we were in maybe fifth or sixth grade, he invited everybody over. It might have been his birthday, a sleepover party. Sleep, you know, everybody sleep over. And we were going to play the Star Wars role-playing game, the Star Wars tabletop role-playing game. Which is, I don't understand how kids in the 80s and 90s played role-playing games that they were able to like wrangle enough of their friends together to do it. Because Why? I could, m- growing up- I like, was always hanging out with five or more people at a time. No, that I understand, but the idea of getting that that many people to agree to play something like a role-playing game yeah. and not have people just constantly fucking around because that's what- this Star Wars role-playing game experience was. Uh, That's why it was the quote-unquote nerds, because they, they were, were the well-behaved. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're the ones that could concentrate, like did well in school, and were like, hey, if I put some attention into something, it will pay off. Right, yeah. yeah. So he was trying to play with us. You, and I- a bunch of mooks. <laughs> and I remember we were all like, uh, the adventure started, we were like... Uh, chained up in a in a dungeon in, in Star Wars world and it was like all right Tom what uh, uh, Tatooine one one of the worlds Tom were you in a uh, Hoth it might have been I don't remember the exact planet were you on uh, Jedi Dagobah oh come on Tom what enough with the slurs <laughs> so it was like, oh, you're chained up. Uh, what do you do? And I was like, oh, I take out my lightsaber. And it's like, no, you don't have a lightsaber. You're not a Jedi. It's like, what? <laughs> if it's make-believe, then I want to have a lightsaber. Did you call it at the time a lifesaver? <laughs> I want to have a lifesaver. Uh, and I think that turned into like a very big argument. And then it was like, all right, fine. Everybody has lightsabers. Everybody's Jedi's. It's like, all right. I take out my lightsaber and I, I put it through an Ewok. <laughs> it's like, well, why would you do that? It's There's like, no Ewoks there. Yeah. No, I think there was an Ewok. And I was like, nah, I, I stick it right clean through him. It cauterizes. Yeah. It's like, all right, well, now this is just going to turn into a fight where you get killed because you're a level one player. Uh, and it just it degraded very quickly. It wasn't yeah. very fun for well, anyone. I would like to go back sport. and play it. I tried to buy, when I was a kid, I would go to the comic book store all the time, and they had a bunch of, dun- uh, bunch of role-playing games, and they had a... Um, uh, I didn't realize this until like when I got a little bit older that the comic book store owner would tell my parents like, no, don't he that he can't have that. He's too young. And I wanted this Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles role playing game that was up on the shelf all the time. Um, and I realized later like, oh, the reason why I was never able to buy it, even when I had the money was because he was like, no, 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 no. 
don't, don't. And I was reading up about this. Listen to this. The original edition of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Other Strangeness was published with a section detailing a comprehensive list of mental illnesses, uh, ostensibly drawn from the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. Uh, players Wait, could, this is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles role-playing game? Yeah. And the... I'm not going to get into it, but the section of... Uh, I don't want to say that this was a messed up game, but the section... The, the section that had the different forms of insanity featured an extensive list of sexual deviations, uh, some of which are not, <laughs> devi- are not deviations, they're normal. And uh, this was in the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle role-playing game. Uh, and some of the deviations were... What? Very what? not normal, very illegal. What was the the basis? Was it the cowabunga we eat pizza turtles? Or no, was it, it the, was the, the original. The cool black and white comic yeah, book. Yeah, it was like the hardcore for teens. Nice. Uh, original Ninja Turtles. Those and original Ninja Turtles can go screw. <laughs> what? I don't like those guys. Those guys, they'll chop you up, Tim. Yeah, I know, they, and that's why I don't like them. I don't they like don't, violence. They don't abide by regular... You know rules. They've got real weapons, and they'll they won't hesitate to chop you up. Tim, what do you think of all the dice <laughs> when it comes to uh, tabletop role playing games? I like that there were a bunch of different variation of dice. Dices. 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 Diocese. You like that there was a variation? I never understood why there was like, all right, you got the the six-sided and the eight-sided and the 20. Like, why is that? What's the deal with that? But then once we played it, it was like, oh, I get it. It changes the probability of of Because sometimes things. you need to pick a number between 1 and 20 at random. Yeah. And the only way to do that is to roll a dice that's got 20 sides. Yeah. Yeah, die, yeah. Yeah. You didn't realize that sometimes that a 20-sided die would be used to choose a I didn't really understand where dice came into it. Oh. Well, so it comes in a number of things, right? Yeah. You roll dice to uh establish Stats. to establish various strength and uh, intelligence Right, markers. you're figuring out, your character's got a bunch of different, uh, what would you call them, traits. Right. And it's like, all right, uh, on a scale of one to 10, how smart is this knucklehead? Yeah. Roll a 10-sided die, and it's like, ah, you rolled a one. He's a real idiot. Right. So now if you're in a situation that's going to require you being smart, this character is not going to be smart. So when you do have a situation, let's say you're you're facing down in a battle of wits with somebody played right. by the dungeon master. The mm-hmm. dungeon master will tell you, hey, you met this friggin' sentient squirrel that yeah. you have to outsmart in this uh, smarts contest. Right. Uh, or, or you might even, it might not even be a contest. You might say like, uh, yeah, I'm going to use uh, my intelligence to figure out uh, how to get around this guy or how to trick him. Right, and so he'll have... I'm going to try tricking the squirrel. Yeah, so he'll have his own... The squirrel will have his own kind of set of statistics. And so uh, the dungeon master will roll for the squirrel. You'll roll for you um, on the same die. Right. On the same uh, sided die. Mm -hmm. And then maybe you'll add your intelligence, your baseline intelligence, and the squirrel will add his baseline intelligence, mm-hmm. and you have to beat the squirrel if you want to get by. Right, and if you're a and very smart character because you, you've you given yourself intelligence stats, then uh, you're going to do better. E- or even if you have a crap, you might risk that because it's like, hey, even if I have a crap, Does everybody role, know this stuff? I don't know. Just, I didn't know this stuff. I didn't know this stuff either. And that happens and with all I'm... conflict. So uh, I wish we could solve the world's conflict through the roll of a dice. Well, that'd be risky, though, Tim. What do you mean? Because why? Well, if you roll uh, sneak eyes. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Well, that's real life, too. No, the the, the it's, it's loaded dice that we're playing with right now. God's loaded dice. 
No, the Illuminati's loaded dice. <laughs> oh, no. Jeffrey Epstein's All loaded right. dice. You know what? I think we should probably solve a problem. Hello, and welcome to Tim and Tom Solve Your Problems. I'm Tim. I'm Tom. And we're going to solve a problem from a lucky listener who wrote in. If you'd like your problem solved, email us at thecompleteguidetoeverything at gmail.com. That's thecompleteguidetoeverything at gmail.com. Or googlemail.com. That'll work, too. Will it? Yeah. Tom, uh, Kamel Nanjiani. Okay. Uh, Funny man. Mm -hmm. Very good actor. Oscar-nominated writer. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, one Joining of the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. He's As... in uh, Eternals. Okay. Uh, he is one of the stars of uh, Silicon Valley. Uh-huh. Have you watched Silicon Valley this season? I've only watched the premiere so far. So he plays this like weirdo nerd yeah. programmer guy. But in real life, things are going great for Kumail. Like, over the last decade, he's really... He's in a Marvel movie with yeah, Angelina Jolie. He's risen through the ranks. He's so in shape and like <laughs> buff now when he's he's playing this loser character. Yeah. Well, yeah, and he probably was at the same time had to get into like Marvel superhero shit. Yeah. And so it's it's he's still very funny, but it's just like Man, something's not adding up with this guy's performance. <laughs> yeah, this guy looks like he's got it all figured out. He, yeah. And he's playing this meek loser yeah. who can't can't have a friend. Yeah, whatever. Dear Tim and Tom, this comes from- Why'd uh, that come up? Oh, I, I said, thought you were going somewhere. No, I said Gmail <laughs> instead of Gmail, and okay. then it sounded like Kumail. Uh, I'm going to use this guy's uh, real name, Okay. I think. Does he allow that? He doesn't disallow it. All right. Well, you use your discretion. Oscar is his name. Okay. Dear Tim and Tom, I've got an issue in need of your master problem-solving skills. Who do I give the best picture award to? Oh, you went Oscar. Yeah. I was going to go uh, uh, grouch-related. And what would, what would your joke have been? Um why am I such a grouch? I currently attend a Spanish class every morning and have been doing so since the start of August. Okay. This came in November 9th, Tom. So August. Pretty fresh. September, October. Like th- a little over three months. Every morning. Mm-hmm. You think it, he has weekends off? Yeah. Well, then you should say every weekday morning. Well, come on. The way in which we're taught the language means applying personal interests and stories to topics in order to learn, discussing our favorite holiday as a way to practice past tenses, etc. Mm-hmm. The issue is that after three months of classes, I think I've actually run out of small talk. <laughs> there are simply no more ways to rehash the same story about seeing the Great Barrier Reef as a kid in different Spanish tenses. I'm concerned that as nice as the people in my class are, I actually have to start divulging personal stuff to them in order to apply new forms of Spanish grammar uh, to... uh, Oh, and nobody really wants that. Pretend that sentence made sense the way I read it. Okay. Can I just start lying and create a more elaborate life story uh, instead of interests? If so, what, what would you recommend making up? Or with six months to go in the course. Jeez, this is a long Jesus course. Jesus Christ. Is it fully here? No. Nine months. Okay. Will I be, will I be eventually caught out uh, leading to more embarrassment than repeated small talk currently does? Will he get found out? Right, right. Thank you so much for the show. My dad al- initially linked uh, it to me thinking it was some Bill Bryson thing about eight years ago. But now it turns out it's been so much more than that. Mm. His dad was like, hey, Oscar, uh, smarten up. Yeah. Here's a smart 
Smarts Podcast. <laughs> yep. Smarten up. Here's a Smarts Podcast. I don't know what happened to me, Tom. You haven't eaten. You were talking earlier about how you were dizzy. Yeah. You've had a couple of beers. You're telling me you just assume you've <laughs> lost weight because you're not eating anything. I, I mean, know exactly I, what's happening. I'm to eating you. things. I'm eating, he- but I'm only eating healthy things, so I'm not eating a lot because I don't Ooh. like eating healthy things. I got some almond saw for you later mm, that you're not going to believe. Are they buffalo dusted? Tim, I've got habanero barbecue. I've got salt and vinegar. What? And I've got soy sauce and wasabi. Holy shit. Yeah. And guess how much I've got of each? I can't. A goddamn pound. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Yeah. All right, you're going to need somebody to take some of these almonds off your head. I'd be happy if you ate some. (laughs) Um... Oscar, happy for you to use my real name. Oh, okay. There you go. You know what's weird? I was thinking about, like, uh, I don't know. I took, like, seven years of Spanish or something. If I nowadays took nine months of Spanish, I would assume by the the end of the ninth month I would be fluent and have, like, a a pretty close to impeccable accent. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's because when we were learning Spanish, we were the biggest pieces of shit. Right, yeah. It was right after I was trying to learn how to play a role-playing game. Yeah. It's like, all right, well, you couldn't just play pretend about Star Wars. Here, learn a new language. Right. With my hormones going crazy. How did that affect things? It was all I could think about was just the latest issue of Maxim. Yeah, I was thinking of the latest issue of FHM. Yeah, I uh, oh, learn how to say this in the past tense. Uh, not unless Carmen Electra's on the cover. Yeah, or Vendela. <laughs> I forgot about Vendela. Do you remember Vendela, Tom? Yeah, the, the tennis player? No, she was a model. Oh, okay. Who are you thinking of? I'm thinking of, um, what was it? What was Anna Kornikova? Yeah. Yeah. Kovala. That's what they called her. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Anyway, uh, uh, Oscar- I'm, oh. <laughs> I'm curious if Oscar's classmates are running into the same issue. Yeah, it seems like Oscar doesn't want to divulge much about his life. Yeah, also, I'm wondering about Oscar's past that he's got to be so cagey about, like, oh, they can't know too much. Yeah, they can never find out that I live in a trash can. <laughs> There it is. <laughs> yep. There. <laughs> They'll oh, judge me. I'll go back. I'll edit out where you said your joke was going to be about Oscar the Grouch, and then you can really hit it out of the yeah. park with that one. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, if you're talking about, I think you could also probably say to the teacher, "Hey, I don't really. Can we maybe do a different subject? Like, uh, you know." Talk about uh, like a TV show we watched recently or a movie we recently saw. Recount that kind of a thing. Because that would practice your Spanish just as much. Like, oh, tell me the plot of the the last movie you saw. Y el Iron Man. <laughs> the Hombre de Iron. <laughs> yeah, I was going to I was going to try to construct a, uh, a sentence in Spanish. But uh, alas, I've only studied it for <laughs> seven years. Right, you can't be expected to be able to put together a just entire one sentence. simple sentence. I'm it's... saying like I saw Iron Man; it was full of action. <laughs> ah, Christ! Or you can just do what we've been talking about, man. Uh, build your own character, but don't tell anybody it's a it's a role playing character. Yeah, come up with a whole crazy background. Like get this guy Taylor to yell at you. <laughs> come up with come up with a whole background. Write it all out in English. Yeah, I'm assuming English is your primary language. I don't know. Here's what it says uh, at the bottom of his uh, email. Sprechen Sie Deutsch? Enviado desde mi iPhone. iPhone. Oh. Maybe that's just him practicing in his uh So he writes his signatures signature. in Spanish to practice? Yeah, I, I want to know more about what... Uh, oh, man, I have so many questions about Oscar. <sighs> what are your other questions? Maybe I can answer them. No, it's just... 
We'll talk about this later. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, come up with a whole backstory, write it all out in your native language, and then just stick to that. Or talk to your instructor. And learn how to say orc in Spanish. Orco. Or talk to your instructor and say, like, hey, I'm out of shit to talk about. I got a real boring life. Mind if I use Steve Urkel's backstory? <laughs> talk about how I oh, turned into Stefan Urkel. Good luck trying to come up with a timeline of Steve Urkel's backstory. It's I'm, all over the place. Oh, man. A role-playing game based on the- uh, Family Matters? Family Matters Perfect Strangers universe. <sighs> right? Yeah. You could play as Balky, or you could- Maybe encounter Balky. You could play as one of Balky's cousins from Mepos. Oh, man. Coming to America for the first time. Nice. And then you can encounter all these characters. You would have to roll for ridiculousness. <laughs> if you like the show, you can find out more at <laughs> tcgt.com. You can like our show on Facebook, facebook.com slash complete guide. Follow us on Twitter at complete guide. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Tom Reynolds. Follow me at your pal, Tim. If you want to support the show, support our sponsors. Check them out. Also, check out tcgt.com slash Amazon for your Amazon shopping needs. And patreon.com slash complete guide for our secondary podcast called Books the Podcast. We are wrapping up the book. Interview with the Vampire. Tim's finishing up reading it, the last quarter of it. And then a week after this one, I'll be watching the movie, which is full of hunks and Kiki Dunst. Hunks and Dunst. Yeah. You can't ask for a better movie than that. Uh, I'm excited to... I remember watching it like on HBO when I was young. Yeah, because it would be on like late at night when you'd be like, let's see if anything has any nudity on it. Uh, and that was a movie that would have some nudity. Uh, really? Yeah, of course. You described a bunch of nude scenes. This is how we drive everybody to the Patreon. Like, oh, nude scenes. <laughs> oh, I got to sign up. You're just driving them to whatever streaming service says Interview with the Vampire. Well, look. Do you know which streaming service says Interview with the look, Vampire? Look, save yourself. Oh, you're just going to pirate it. Save yourself a few bucks. I think it's still on HBO. Mm. Save yourself a few bucks and just sign up to patreon.com slash complete guide. You can hear all about the nudity. Mm. What's better than me describing <laughs> nudity? <laughs> right. It's way better than seeing it. Uh, Tim, yeah, that's about that's about it for role-playing games. Uh, I would say I I would like to play more role, uh, tabletop role-playing games. Um, I enjoyed playing it. I think it's a fun social activity. I feel like as we're getting older, we need to have like more so maybe you know not necessarily role playing games, but like game nights and things like that. Yeah, because when we were younger, it was like, hey, we're all gonna go drink. That's enough of a lore. Yeah, and it's like ah, I can't, I can't drink no. that much anymore. My, Tom, this old liver. I got a good. This game. old liver's pickled by this point. Pickled liver. Yeah, but uh, can I pretend to be a uh, drag? Mm, now you have my attention. Tom, I got a good game night in the works. And okay. guess what? It's, uh, there's a short list of, of people. Uh-huh. You're on the short list. Oh, wow. Thank you. Is it just me? Um, yeah, it's just you. <laughs> okay. Bring your dog. Oh, okay. She's not very good at games. No. Unless you got one of them big Jengas, then she's very good at it. Glad you got what I was setting you up for. (laughs) All right, we'll see you next week. That was a headgum podcast.